Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535 and the Rolling Stones with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. It is uh, going to be uh, nice and sunny today with a high of uh, 79. A little too hot yesterday. I agree with you there. According to me. Tomorrow, uh, sunny again, a high of 77. It's 67 right now in downtown Springfield. I can't believe it's Wednesday already. I feel I like we should kind of slow things down a little bit. Let, you know, put our foot on the brake a little bit. Let's not get to this week too fast. Yeah. I feel like uh, that rescue worker uh, who pulled baby Jessica out of the well. Yeah. After being down in that hole and uh, you know finally coming out and seeing the light. Oh, I hear you on that one. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. I feel that way too. I'm just trying to think of other tragedies that have happened throughout. I'm just, uh, I'm just trying to think of like a, like a, like a firefighter, pearly. You know, you're bringing like an elderly woman out of a building. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh, look at me! Look what yeah. I've just done. I've just saved a woman from her uh, impending doom. Unfortunately, she dies of a heart attack as soon as you get her out in the front lawn. After it's all over, I'm not responsible for what happens. <laughs> it's <laughs> 5:36 with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Rock 102 Springfield's classic rock. 552 with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Going to be a sunny and nice day today. High of 79. Tomorrow more of the same with a high of 77. It is 67 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well through the pump. Now is it? the wrong one. From the well to the pump. And into the house. Yeah, all right. And then now I got to go. See, I these buttons on different pages. Uh... Uh, yeah. There you go. There you oh go. my God! Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, three thousand miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood trash. You know, I could have hit it from over here if you really. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, know, you could hear, but I like uh, I like to hear that guy because I miss him so much because we sent him back to Cleveland. <laughs> Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and his girlfriend of four years broke up. No word on why, but she's 25 now, so maybe she got too old for him. Because that's <laughs> that's what he typically does. He, he couldn't he could relate to someone her that old. Yeah. Uh, Camilla Marone, who's a very good-looking lady, by the way. This was the one... Remember, the, this was the one that was flirting with Bezos. You remember that? Oh, at yeah, a cocktail yeah. party back at Christmas time? She was, uh, she was all over Bezos. Wouldn't you be? Yeah. Uh, the last time they were photographed together was 4th of July weekend. Again, no word on why they broke up. But the internet is speculating, hey, this guy, he only uh, he only dates people not past the age of 25. How old is he now? He's, is he 50? He's almost 50. I think he's like 48 or 49, but still. Uh, I mean, at some point, uh, maybe a 20-year-old. Is a little too young. Maybe you might not have that much in common. Yeah, sometimes you gotta, you know, do proportionate to your age. So if you're dating 25 years, you know, there is a there is a formula. I don't remember what it was. I know my wife and I fall into it. She's a, a bit younger than me, but we still fall within the acceptable range. Right, but there are still, but there are people who don't, and it it's like, what do you have other than wild rampant sex? What do you have in common with somebody who's 20 years younger than you are? You don't. If if you were getting your master's degree at the time yeah. that she was born, yeah. maybe she's a little too young for you. I don't know. I think, uh, you know, it's like a maybe a 10-year. It, it, dep- it also depends on the people, too. Like, you know, if 
you know, there are people who are more mature than others that would be able to handle it. You know, look at Mick Jagger. His yeah. girlfriend's like, what, 40, but he's almost 80. So, and he just had another kid with her. <laughs> when she was born, people yeah. were already starting to say, is Mick Jagger too old for this? I'm sorry. Actually, that guy from Cleveland. Yes. Uh, uh, at his wedding, the, the best man said, uh, he said, hey, his third wife hasn't even been born yet. That's terrific. Yeah, I mean, that went over well <laughs> that, with, that's with good. friends and family. Especially since that was his first wedding. People are starting to turn on Chris Rock after he made an O.J. Nicole joke to explain why he turned down an offer to the Oscars. One person even suggested Nicole's dad should be allowed to slap him. Uh, he said, quote, the more Chris Rock talks, one per- this is one person. I don't. They don't say what the joke is. That's, that's got to be the best part. I know. Uh... That's ridiculous. Well, that's, that's ridiculous. That with, they without, say, without the joke, it's hardly a story. Yeah. Okay, thank you, page six. Maybe it's on page seven you probably, find out yeah, the joke. It's, it's probably, it says continued at the bottom. Right. And it's, yeah, and uh, that, that was where they put it. Oh, well. Uh, Tom Hanks is launching a trivia game for Apple on Friday called Hanks, H-A-N-X. Hanks 101 Trivia. He'll narrate the game with about 58,000 questions about... Different subjects like history, science, art, and technology. That's All right. right. 58,000 questions. That's probably something that he didn't even read. They're probably doing that voice match thing. Like he just read a bunch of words and then the computer put it together. You might be right. Someone's telling me the uh, the formula is half your age plus seven. Oh, we're back to that now? Well, I just, I just someone just, uh, just sent it to me. Half your age. Plus seven. Plus seven. So, like, for me, the youngest I could go for yeah. is uh, 34 and a half. Oh. What are you again? 43? Yeah. 43 to my... You can't figure that 28. out. 28.5. No, God, no. I need a calculator. 28.5 is the earliest you could go. 28.5. That's it. 20, 28 and a half. Yeah. Because there's 28 of them. That's the old, you know, joke. Uh, J.K. Rowling. Rowling? Rowling? How do you say her? Whatever. Yes, that lady that wrote Harry Potter. New book about a is about a cartoonist who's persecuted for allegedly being racist, ableist, and transphobic. But she claims it's not autobiographical. <laughs> Just so you know, I have to tell everybody this is not about me. She's still going to start to try to squeeze eight films out of it, though. Yeah, she says she's already been working on it long before she was accused of making those transphobic comments. Oh yeah, I did this way before I was. <laughs> Before anybody called me on it. Yeah, before anybody found out what a kind of a real person I am, I wrote this. During a show in D.C., Lord told the crowd uh, she swam in the Potomac River and they laughed because it is filthy. She later uh, told fans, now I know why you're all laughing. And then you had everybody looking up who Lord was. Well, is there anybody out there? Oh, they're out there. They're not moving, but they're <laughs> out there. Uh, Rolling Stone ranked the uh, 100 best. Uh, oh no, that's country. I don't want to. You don't no, want that, do you? Do you care about that? No. Although uh, country pop, Shania Twain, 57 years old over the weekend. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and her guitarist Eric convinced the entire crowd at her show in Vegas to sing Happy Birthday to her. Oh, that must have been disruptive. Well, that would might be a nice now hear this uh, segment. Uh, uh, people singing happy birthday to uh, Shania Shania Twain Twain. uh, at her show 
Uh, Sharon Stone said she got dumped by a young guy because she wouldn't get Botox. She's Sharon Stone. Why should she need Botox? Here's another one. She's 64. She's dating this guy who's 29. 29. What is she doing that for? Well, uh, she's doing it for a specific reason. At her age, she shouldn't be dating anyone under the age of 39. Yeah, right, because she didn't follow the formula. Got to follow the formula. Yeah. Maybe uh, when she, you know, did that whole scene. Yeah, you know? well, you probably don't want to see that now. But it, nevertheless, No, but maybe, the, maybe that guy was like, oh, man, I just saw this movie for the first time, and uh, I got to meet her. <laughs> and then you go. And then you do, and she's yeah. as old as your mom. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, uh, you're like, wait a minute. That doesn't look like it did in the first, uh, the first time I saw it. Now it looks like two canned hams with a slice of pizza hanging down the middle. <laughs> And that is your Hollywood Trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. CDA. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Benjamin Moore Paint, Cabot Stains, plus rock-solid painting advice and expertise. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, that's it. The New England Patriots have officially crushed the hopes and dreams of 37 wishful players in order to make way for the team's 53-man roster. Yesterday was the deadline for teams around the NFL to disappoint dozens of young men hoping to become professional football players. Instead, many of them be forced to find work in other far less exciting and lucrative fields, positions such as grocery store bagger, parking lot attendant, or a professional radio broadcaster. And yet, that's what the preseason is all about, destroying lifelong dreams, crushing souls, and destroying ambitions. Of course... Teams do have until 12 o'clock today to make a run at some of the other eligible players who have been released throughout the league. But once you pick up one guy, then there's another guy you're going to have to let go. And no matter who you are or what your needs might be, you are essentially destroying lives. Even a guy like Bill Belichick, a man who could go through an entire championship season without showing so much as a single human emotion, admitted this week that this was an emotionally draining process, saying, quote, It's difficult for all of us, myself, certainly assistant coaches who established a close relationship with their players, but ultimately 37 of those 90 players can't be with the team. That, my friends, is what Bill Belichick sounds like when he accidentally stumbles across his feelings. Who are the 37 players who were cut? Don't worry about it. Doesn't really matter. You're probably never going to hear from most of those guys ever again. Just know this. This is what the preseason is all about. It's not about winning meaningless exhibition games. It's not about practicing. It's all about kicking a young man to the curb like a dented can and obliterating everything that his life has stood for. Sure, it's cold, it's heartless, but I would remind you that once the Patriots are facing the Miami Dolphins in the season opener, no one is going to care. And regrettably, I happen to be one of those people. In fact, I'm already over it. But hey, an MMI yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm looking at the Craftsman 9 gallon wet dry vac, only 80 bucks at Rocky's with your Ace Rewards card. You can find uh, great savings on the Rocky's app, also the sales flyer at Rocky's.com, or pick up the flyer in the store. What's on sale at Rocky's? Always at your fingertips at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back, that's my view from the couch. And John Mellencamp with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. It is uh, going to be a really nice day today. Sunny and a high of 79. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 77. It is 67 right now. 
in downtown Springfield. Perfect day, uh, you know, for an Amazon delivery, wouldn't you think? Every day is a good day for an Amazon delivery. Yeah, but particularly when it's nice weather, you think, oh, this would be perfect to have a package sit out on my front porch and not get rained on or something like that. It does make the day a little more special when you know there's something waiting for you. I pay, I think I pay, I think it's $129 a year. I was paying $99 a year. This is for your Prime membership? Yeah, and then it went up at some point, maybe a couple of years ago. Yeah, but think of all the things you're getting out of it. All the, like the the Amazon Prime music you don't use, or the Amazon Prime video you rarely watch. Yeah, that's exactly uh, what I pay for. And uh, I also pay for things to be shipped with me in a timely manner. So... You know, this isn't obviously a delivery person's fault. This is just the way the order has gone. Sure, I ordered. Uh, I ordered a couple of things. I ordered uh, a couple of things for my my hot tub, like chemicals and stuff like that. That's all scheduled to come today, which is going to be handy. Sure, handy to do. Uh, I also ordered um, a bag of applewood pellets. Uh, for for that grill. for yeah. that pellet grill, and they were like five dollars cheaper than you could get them in the store. So I was like, "Well, hell, I'll uh, I'll just put that on there." Now it said when I ordered it, "Get this by Wednesday if you order within two hours and twenty nine minutes." Sure. So I did, and I did it. I I didn't even wait any longer than uh, maybe two minutes before I saw that message, and I ordered the bag, and then uh, it says uh, it'll be there on uh, on Wednesday, right? So um, it, 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 it comes, it, I'm looking at the, the order sheet yesterday, and uh, it says, yeah, your, uh, your delivery will now here be here between uh, sometime between September 1st and September 6th. All right, so that's tomorrow or next Tuesday, somewhere in between. Yes, exactly. So, uh, and you're not, uh, you're not cool with this? No, I'm not cool with that at all. Um, I want the thing delivered to me the way yeah. it was supposed to be delivered to me. Yeah, I'm sure there are gonna be some people say, well, you know, uh, since the the pandemic, uh, supply chain issues, uh, you know, yeah. uh, you know, you know, no. le- the, the workforce is less. But you know, they had those same problems even before the pandemic, right? Where they would promise to have like next day delivery, yeah, and then two weeks later, you're still waiting for your your crap to show up. Yeah, there was something I purchased uh, for my daughter, I don't know, like two months ago. Yeah. And it was like, oh, it'll be here uh, by Friday. And then all of a sudden Friday comes, oh, it'll be here by Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, I'm sorry, we lost your item. Do you want a refund? No, I want to pay for something that I never <laughs> received. Thank you. Um, that's the problem with these, like the shipping thing. Like, y- this is why I... I, I know retail stores are you know have downsized uh, quite a bit you know over the last 10 years with the with the uh, introduction of well not introduction but the increased usage of Amazon sure um but I like going to a store and grabbing something off the shelf and walking out the door with it I mean paying for it first but oh, walking course. out the door uh, right. without any hassle well I like uh, I like doing that too but you know what I'd like even better uh not paying extra for stuff and sometimes things are significantly cheaper on on Amazon. I think when Amazon is done, I think they've boxed themselves into a corner and overpromised some of these uh, delivery issues. Now, yeah. if you if you were to tell me, listen, we can get something to you in two to three days, but it'll be free. All right, 
that's fine. I would I would be willing to deal with that. When they're telling you next day delivery or absolutely two day delivery and when they it, don't deliver what is it when it absolutely what is it absolutely, absolutely positively has, has to, to be, be there, there overnight. Right. When they when they uh when they offer that promise yeah. and can't fulfill it I kind of uh, I kind of with you on uh, on being disappointed in the in the service because yeah. it's like okay l- listen you know, I, I don't mind waiting as long as I don't have to pay. But right. if you're going to promise me that I don't have to, that I can expect this item on this day, we got a problem. I, that's happened to me a couple of times, like for Christmas gifts or uh, birthdays. You know, if I got to buy stuff and they, and, and I and I make sure that I'm not going to order something that's not going to show up. Right. You know, after the fact, after the birthday, after Christmas, and it always happens. There's always something that's a couple days uh, late. The other, the other thing that uh, uh, ticks me off about Amazon is the uh, like they don't describe to you how uh, how certain things are shipped or where they're coming from. You know, so you go online, you order something, and then all of a sudden you realize why is it going to take a month to get here? And then you realize, oh yeah, it's from China. Yeah. Or it's from somewhere overseas, where like Australia or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, you're not going to be able to get that for a month. That happened, uh, I don't know, probably about seven, eight years ago when we were doing one of those live shows that yep. we did at the City Stage, and I ordered a Kim Kardashian shirt. It was an awesome shirt. It was Kim Kardashian um, getting... Uh, Getting uh, getting bent over and shown the fifty states by uh, by Ray J. Yeah, and it was just a repeated image of that all over the shirt. No kidding. Yeah, that's her, the kind of thing you could, you could walk out in public with. And, and her face was like, you know, like oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 like yeah, she no, was that, uh, she was enjoying that moment yeah. in that video. Uh, but that was for the purpose of the show. Mm. Well, then I ordered the shirt, and uh, then it says, "Yeah, so this will be here on December 5th, which would have been two months after the sh- actually." Almost two months after the show uh, had happened. <clears throat> Ridiculous. It has happened to me uh, on a couple of occasions where I ordered something for one of my uh, for one of my kids yeah. for Christmas. Thought this would be a great, great present. And it was a, uh, you try to imagine this, it was a Danny DeVito coloring book. Oh, very One of my nice. daughters happens yeah. to be a very big Danny DeVito fan. Yeah. Huge fan of Danny DeVito. My kid is too. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. The yeah. kids, kids watch that show. Well, no, she they don't watch that show because they're. It's not exactly a kid show. No, it's more of a late teen show, which your kids are. But, uh, but, they, and, but yet it's a hilarious show, and you can understand why. Who doesn't love Danny DeVito? Well, because Danny DeVito is more popular now, not only because of that show, but like it, there's like it's this meme. It, thing going used, yeah, total yeah. meme culture. Well, anyway, my point uh, in, in saying this is, I ordered this coloring book, thinking, man, this is this is the best thing I've uh, I can. I can get uh, my daughter. Now, I've gotten her Danny DeVito t-shirts. I've got her a, a Danny DeVito uh, pillow. Uh, I mean, I've got, I've, I've done the Danny DeVito thing. I thought this coloring book would be fantastic. Six months later, it still doesn't show up. And they keep telling telling me, oh, it's on its way. It's just running late. Yeah, on its way. So I didn't ask for a refund because at that point, I'm just kind of thinking, when is this going to happen? You know, I, I almost wanted to test the system. And after six months, I finally was able to get a refund. I said, "All right, I can't. Yeah, I can't wait ridiculous. anymore. This is stupid. Then why am I waiting for a Danny DeVito coloring book? I could, you know, probably make one if I had to. But it was like, you know, but they they promised, but then kept saying 
it's on the way. And if I, and when I wrote to them and say, yo, dude, I'm, I got a whole box of crayons here. I'm waiting to start coloring. And, uh, and I would get, oh, don't worry. It's, it's on the way. Does it take six months to come up with the Danny DeVito coloring book? Apparently. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think so. Apparently it does. Yeah. Uh, that was the thing that didn't show up with shoes. My kid, <sighs> my kid saved up her money and then she wanted to buy these, uh, the Chuck Taylors, the, the, the Converse sneakers. Sure. Uh, so I ordered them, and uh, that's what, it, like, I just kept getting notification. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, this is running late. Here's the thing. And then they say the package was lost. They eventually say the package is lost. Well, the shoes would just walk off by themselves. Well, if you already know, if you're saying that the package is late because of delays or shipping delays or whatever, that indicates that you have that package. Yeah. But when you tell me it's lost, you know, two weeks later, how? How did you lose? You this, lost it all along. You never, or you never even packaged up the box. This is what happens when a company gets too, yeah. too enormous. Yeah. And when they over deliver on, on stuff they can't possibly fulfill. This is, I mean, this is the problem with Amazon. And you, you and, and for those of you, uh, and I'm included, Who've got the Prime membership? You 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 got it. Thinking there are so many wondrous things that are going to come from this membership. Yeah, and among them are continual disappointment. It's just too big to deliver everything they promise. It's bullshit, is what it is. It, yeah, I'm a, I agree with you. Um, listen, we don't have time to get into the rest of the story that I want to tell about this. We're going to have to make this a part two. Okay. And by the way, my buddy's into pregnant chicks. I figured I'd just throw a line in there to throw everybody off. <laughs> Let me tell you about the red thread sometime. Whoa! It's 623. We're back, Steve and Dave, and Rock 102. The new school year is here. 102. Yeah, it's going to be a really nice day today. Sunny and a high of 79. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 77. It is 67 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh... Well, I guess we can just go into our little bit then, yeah, can't we? Yeah, no, you can. Oh, hey. And now it is... Uh, and now it's time for Today I Learned. Being a little soft on the button is kind of embarrassing, isn't it? I'm glad it's not me. Yeah, well, okay, but your that's your job. No, I know. I you have, do that. You you have chosen to be in that seat. Yeah, but, but everybody now has their own various buttons to deal with. So, oh, so, yeah, but see, that's the thing. Like, you have taken control of that situation uh, most of your career here. Right, but now I've and, ab- abdicated the throne to yeah, and, you and uh, and him. Yeah, and when we haven't used anything like this, yeah, uh, it throws uh, um, us off. Huh? I'm sorry, Steve. Are you sorry? No, I'm not really. I'm not really that sorry. Tell me what you've learned. Uh, today I learned that uh, 37% of the entire U.S. government budget was pension payments to veterans of the Civil War by 1894. Really? Can you imagine that? Well, there were a lot of them. Well, yeah, but I don't know. I just don't think of like pension plans and stuff before 1900. Like I, I like I, like when? Well, they like, didn't they... Social Security didn't come out until like after World War II. Or uh, it was like uh, FDR who yeah. uh, who created that. Yeah, yeah. I just but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but pension plans, sure. There were a lot of people had pensions back then. I mean, they weren't r- real lucrative, but uh, yeah. 
I mean, there were a lot of dudes that fought in that war. I think all of them did. Uh, did you have a 401 score in seven years ago? Is that what it was? <laughs> I believe so. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, and that was a really uninteresting, and that was Today I Learned. Oh, uh, don't be so sure about that. With back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. We got news coming up next. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. We'll see showers ending this morning and increasing sunshine. 633. We're back, Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's Steve Nagel. Uh, where's local radio uh, icon? I'm sorry, local Steve. radio icon, Steve Nagel. Excuse me, I, uh... I don't uh, change your pronouns, do I? I'm sorry, Steve. I, I didn't want you yeah. to take offense to it. Uh, it's not a matter of disrespect. Uh, yesterday apparently was accident day around western Massachusetts. Lots of those. One person was taken away in an ambulance following a single car crash in 16 acres in Springfield late Tuesday night. The crash happened near uh, 2390 Wolverham Road just before midnight. 22 news crews in the area saw one car lodge between two trees. It was crazy! There was these two cars, there's cars, like, stuck in between a tree. Looking like a slingshot. Man, nuts. Uh, and they saw significant damage to the front end. Well, that mm. usually is what happens when a car crashes into a tree. Yeah, because, uh, you know, no one, yeah. no one bothers to say, well, how's the tree doing? Emergency crews had to remove someone from the car, and that person was taken to the ho- hospital by ambulance. Uh, according to uh, Springfield Fire Captain Drew Piemonte, that person is expected to recover from their injuries. Now, where do you? What the, was the address? Twenty three ninety. Twenty three ninety. So I'm on the street view of that and uh, trying to look for what trees are there. It makes you wonder. Uh, I I don't know. This is a very residential part of Wilbraham Road, so I'm just saying uh, there's probably lots of trees there. Yeah, there's lots of trees to hit. <laughs> And if you hit them, I'm pretty sure the tree is probably not doing all that good. Crews in South Hadley responded to a Route 202 Tuesday nights for a report of a motorcycle accident. Tuesday nights. Tuesday nights. Yeah. Right. Route 202 Tuesday night. That actually sounds like a like a drink night, like a happy hour night. It's it Route 202 Tuesday drink nights right here. <laughs> South Hadley. Uh, according to South Hadley Police, the collision happened in the area of the Hangar Pub and Grill on uh, Route 202. Police said that accident involved the motorcycle and another vehicle. There has been no word on any injuries at this time. Uh, but also over in Chicopee, emergency crews responded to Burnett Road uh, for reports of a car crashed into a utility pole. Uh, the Western Mass News crew arrived on scene around 11 p.m. and saw that the entire pole was down. That was going to be my question. How's the pole doing? Well, the pole uh, died from its injuries. Oh, that's too bad. They had to replace the pole. Uh, so soon? The, the crew, is, there no, is there no pole morning? Yeah. Our crew also reported seeing Chickabee police and fire as well as an ambulance. What? At an accident scene? What the they, hell, you say? What are they doing over there? Western Mass News has reached out to Chickabee police and are waiting for an update at this time. Uh, it's been six and a half hours. Seven and a half hours since you wrote this story. Probably no, cleared up by now. Where's the update? That's what I want to know about. Well, the morning crew probably is only just uh, getting started now. And uh, with all this traffic going on, kids back in school, many parents in a local community are outraged after witnessing numerous cars not stopping for a school bus. One incident on Tuesday caught on camera and sent to 22 News by a viewer. That must have been the report it feature. Got it. What yeah. happened? 
the the cars weren't stopping for the school bus. Oh yeah. Pedestrian that's... safety has been a big topic of concern locally. Between school starting and busy travel weekend approaching, people are being urged to be more cautious on the roads, especially with the number of deadly accidents we've seen recently. It's a parent's worst nightmare while waiting with their child for the bus. You know, I, I know we've, uh, you know, the school's just getting started. And, uh, you know, it ended like in June. Um, but do people not know they're supposed to stop when a bus is uh, is stopped on the road? Here's does, the, does the stop sign that comes out the side of the bus not indicate that you probably shouldn't be proceeding forward? I'm guessing that these folks aren't even paying attention. No kidding. Yeah, you know, if you're looking down at your phone... You don't know if the uh, the bus is stopped or not. True, but if but maybe you shouldn't be looking at your phone. I mean, maybe that's the solution. Maybe you should be paying attention to the road. Uh, not one, but two cars were caught on camera speeding by a school bus in Westfield with its uh, stop arm visibly extended, extended, and it was speeding throughout the city of Westfield. And if it speeded below fifty miles an hour, the bus would done blowed up. I can't remember the name of the film. I believe it was called The Bus That Couldn't Slow Down. That's it. That's the one. The parents who caught these terrifying... So that's why you were speeding in Westfield. Yes. The the parents who uh, caught these terrifying moments, clearly shocked and outraged by what they witnessed, this in wake of several deadly pedestrian accidents and uh, car accidents in the last few months. Madison Bishop of Northampton, uh, who they interviewed on the street, says, seems like people are a little more impatient out on the roads. You see a lot more racing through the lights. He's absolutely right about that. Well, no one wants to get caught behind a red light. People speeding. Yeah, those those stop signs are pretty uh, flashy on the side of the bus. If you are paying attention, it's almost impossible to uh, not see that happen. Right. Yeah, as a general rule, uh, when I see a bus that's stopped, I don't try to pass it. That's just you know, a general rule. Well, that's, that's a good rule to have. I think it's the only rule. Uh, city officials in Holyoke met on Monday to discuss new possibilities for the former Kmart Plaza on Route 5. The Kmart building, located at the corner of Northampton Street and Whiting Farms Road, has been vacated since 2020 when Kmart began closing locations across the country. Mayor Holyoke Mayor Joshua Garcia and the city's Office of Planning and Economic Development, OPED, are discussing uh, with the owners of the plaza, Transformco, about how the plaza could be reused. Nobody suggests uh, burning it down, which I always thought that doesn't, that's like a Holyoke thing, right? How many, how many abandoned Kmart plazas are there? Because, you know, like the one in Palmer. Yeah. That's there's nothing going on over there, which is weird. Like you think you have this space. I mean, I think it was like a fitness place for a while, right? Wasn't it uh, Asylum Fitness um, in Palmer, or, or no, one no, of those? No, it, fitness- was, it wasn't Asylum. That's on a different it, part of the. But it um, was it was a fitness place, wasn't it? For a little I believe while, if, if they had a portion of that. Yeah. of that building. Yes, but you would. Yeah, you you would think that something would take that space. It's real estate. It's prime real estate. It's right on Route Twenty. I think what happens is no one wants to remove the building. Even though, I mean, if you're going to do something, I mean, you're not you're not going to find a retailer that's just going to go and you know pop their store into that space. No, but you could uh, you could try to attract businesses like those trampoline parks. That's what all those are. All those are, are like old movie theaters and stuff. Yeah, but I don't know how many trampoline parks you know you can 
you can uh, you can justify. But I think you know if you're going to buy the land, you know, you're removing the building is probably the first thing you'd want to do, and that's pricey. I think people probably can't afford to do that, especially now where you know uh, you know the economy is uh, in a great deal of turmoil. You think there's uh, an old AC machine in there? Maybe no, probably been removed. All the good stuff in these abandoned Kmart's, mm-hmm. they're out. Here's something to make you feel good while you're driving around today. Nearly 650 bridges across Massachusetts are considered structurally deficient, and that number will only grow without significant investment from the state to address the problem. More than half of those declining bridges are either in western Massachusetts or Worcester County. The report, uh, which relies on data from the State Department of Transportation, uh, concludes that the average Massachusetts bridge is older and in much worse condition than bridges anywhere else in the country. Did you uh, read a little further into this story? Uh, I, uh, I know. I About know. who the, re- prepared this report? Who prepared the report? Some dude named Phineas Baxendahl. What? Yeah. Phineas. Phineas. And then it's Baxendahl, not Baxendale. D-A-H-L? Yeah, so it's probably like a long-lost oh, relative. D-A-L-L. Yeah, with a double L. Baxendahl. Oh, that's the name of the new morning show. Baxendall. There you have it. Yeah, so and that, ain't that, uh, ain't we, that something. We, we don't put any other names to it anymore. We just say Baxendall. It's Baxendall <laughs> Bax, in the morning. Bax et al. Yeah. That, that's how it should be. I'm being told that the uh, that that, uh, that Kmart Plaza in Palmer yeah. has been bought by, uh, by Bay State. Oh. Uh, then maybe what they're going to do is turn that into like a... I don't know, like a, I don't know, like a medical building or something. Noble Hospital Two Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right. You can die here easily now. <laughs> <laughs> sure, why not? Um, well, oh, back to the bridges. Yeah, how many bridges? They're talking about. It's not just these like large bridges that go over rivers and stuff. They're talking about these little mini bridges that go. Like, there's one in front of my house. It's like a little tributary to the uh, the Westfield River. Yeah. And the joist on that bridge is broken. So all these, you can tell the experienced truck drivers who know the area always slow down before they hit that thing. The ones that don't, you can, you can, you know that, oh, you're not from around here. You just hit that thing and the truck just bounced 10 feet up in the air as you drove over it. You know what's uh, kind of shocking to me? That, uh, you know, we're not just talking about one or two bridges in the yeah. state that uh, could use a little bit of help. It's 644 yeah. bridges in the state. How many bridges do we have in Massachusetts? A lot of bridges. I was going to say 645. There's only like one yeah, bridge. one bridge less. One bridge that's looking okay. Yeah. But the rest of them are all, are all crap. Uh, listen, we've all been here. You're wearing something nice for a change and then splat, a ketchup stain messes it up. Ain't that the truth? Well, maybe a sauce stain, you know. Well, so, you, any you, kind of sauce stain. Well, you already really. ate? <laughs> yeah. Well, that was from yesterday. Heinz has partnered with a thrift store t- to sell purposefully ketchup stained clothes online. We could be millionaires. Millionaires, Bax. Yeah, no, I agree with you. It's called Heinz Vintage Drip. That sounds disgusting. That, does, that doesn't actually. sound good. And there are 157 secondhand pieces, each with a unique Heinz ketchup stain. And it is ketchup, so it will fade away over time. They're even using the tagline, 
Because when it's Heinz, it's not a stain, it's a statement. You know, I tried yeah. to use that in court as yeah. an excuse once. That doesn't work. It doesn't. Let me tell you something. I don't own a single shirt that does not or has not had a stain. I bought a shirt not that long ago online, came in the mail, and uh, we were going to go out to eat, so I put the shirt on, like literally like ripped open the yeah. package, put on the shirt, we're at the restaurant, and within 15 minutes, yeah. the shirt was ruined. Ruined? Ruined. You remember that uh, that wedding I did uh, like a month ago or a month and a half ago, two months ago? I don't know how long ago it was, but it was the when I when I was at, talking about how hot it was going to be and oh, how yeah. I dressed down. And then the couple was nice enough to go, "Hey, you uh, you know you can wear whatever the hell you want. We don't care as long as you you know you're comfortable." So I I got a nice white shirt, like oh, a boy. white button down, like oh, a, yeah. like one of those fashionable ones that makes me look cool, like mm-hmm. I just got off my douche boat in Newport. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, like a, like a, you're a douche skipper. Yeah, my douche skipper, douche skipper. <laughs> Uh, and I so I have this shirt on, and I, and I was so proud of myself. I made it this entire wedding, you know, because they give you food, and, and there was like a buffet, and there was all kinds of finger foods, a lot of things. sauces and stuff, a lot of sauces, yeah, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. I made it the whole night up until about the last half hour, where I decided, hey, I think a cup of coffee over there sounds pretty good. <sighs> and as soon as I picked up that cup of coffee off the table. It dribbled in, uh, dribbled all down my shirt. I look like a big ass mess. Douche skipper. Douche skipper. Douche skipper. Douche skipper. Your Pioneer Valley <laughs> forecast today is going to be mostly sunny with a high of 79. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 77. It's 67 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Douche skipper. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 652. And the Foo Fighters are back, Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be a really nice day today. Uh, sunny and a high of 79. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 77. It is 67 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, uh, check out the uh, the daily podcast on uh, rock102.com at the Back Stephen Dave Show. It's up every single weekday, so you never have to miss a damn show again. It's available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify, and, of course, on rock102.com. Backseat's musical podcast. My guest this week is uh, Thomas Walsh of Pugwash. they got a brand-new album out coming up next year. Thomas Walsh is one of the best songwriters in the world, and like I've said, it's not just me saying this. Guys like Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys and Ray Davies of the Kinks, Andy Partridge from XTC, and Jeff Lynn from ELO are in, enamored by this guy. He is phenomenal. Check out his music on uh, on Spotify or wherever you want to find music. You will not be disappointed. And again, you can uh, check out that interview on rock102.com. I'm sorry. Before we go any further, uh, Mikhail Gorbachev is dead. Yes. At the age of 91. <clears throat> and uh, it's been 25 years since the death of Princess Diana. Isn't that amazing? 25 years. It's crazy. I was uh I was in a bar in New Jersey drinking underage, uh, trying to hit on some chick, and then uh, it was going well until Princess Diana died, and this chick was all upset about it. That was the end of the uh, that was the end of the night. What a buzzkill, man! I had to go back and be by myself. Oh, jeez, I know that's not right. You know, there's probably people in Russia right now yeah. experiencing the same situation that you were in. Yeah. Yeah, they're in like a Russian bar in Moscow. Yeah. And they're doing really, really good. And the 
the uh, the conversation's going great, and you think you might get a little something something. The next thing you know, oh my God, Gorbachev died. With the amount of vodka that flows through Russia, they probably don't even remember Mikhail Gorbachev was their president for a while. You might be right about that. Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat. I couldn't remember which one this was, the mass hat or the now hear this. <laughs> they all kind of just meld together. After I know. If you ever need help, you just have to ask. I, I got it all written down here. Uh, back in July at Red Berry Bible Camp outside Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, yeah. a boy approximately 13 years old was found on the ground bleeding from his nose and screaming in agony. Instead of rushing him to the nearest hospital, a Biber, a Bible camp staffer decided to perform an exorcism. Good timing. Well, hey, uh, when in Rome or Saskatchewan, you, well, per- you perform the duties that you necessarily need to do when you think somebody's being overcome by the devil. You got to perform an exorcism. I got to believe there's been a demonic possession of that camp for pro- you know more than once. And then the staffer announced he had eradicated the demon possessing the boy. And then the staffer handed out his business cards to all the kids watching all of his uh, horrifying spectacle unfold. (laughs) And then the staffer told all the kids they'd have to stay in touch with him forever because only he knew how to rid the demon that could possibly possess all of them. Yeah. Oh, and the uh, staffer was hired to work with kids despite his past pornography and drug addictions, uh, despite admitting to domestic violence, and despite getting fired from his previous job as a camp All right, but he was able to expel those demons from his life, right? Yeah. Okay, well, now he's a camp counselor. And and I'm sure he passed the Corey check in Saskatoon. And and no indication that the boy received actual medical help. (laughs) We only know the details of this incident because an official with the uh, Royal Canadian Mounted Police, ooh, they mounted the police, hey, who saw complaints filed against the church uh, camp, uh, spoke with uh, the Canadian Broadcasting Company. So they were the ones that, you know, said, "Hey, uh, this right. is this is this weird shiznit that's going on up here at this camp. Uh, don't send your kids here." Now you sent your kids to camp this year, right? I did. If you had been told by your kids or anybody else. You should have joined us on demonic possession night. We well, had a we had a we had an exorcism by a bonfire with s'mores. Would you have? How would you have felt as a parent in a situation like that? Well, uh, we did have that demonic uh, camp counselor that was not supposed to be giving tours and showing people oh, yeah, around. Right, right. and uh, the one who was like, uh, "Yeah, and you better not, you better come out here with a flashlight, otherwise a bear's gonna eat you." It's a good way to get kids all nice and comfy for camp yeah. you know, for the next two weeks. So uh, what today, an, What an ambassador. Today's, today's uh, mass hat isn't even from Massachusetts. Not even from the country. From Saskatoon. We've done worse. Saskatchewan. <laughs> uh, it is 658, and that's the mass hat on Rock 102. September means fall in New England. It also... And now... Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Benjamin Moore Paint, Cabot Stains, plus rock-solid painting advice and expertise. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I don't know about you, but whenever I'm writing out my hate-filled manifestos, my bile-spewing missives, my anger-fueled thoughts on a company email... 
I often decide not to send it out. That's because I'm smart enough to know that A, I probably should reconsider my thoughts, and B, my thoughts should probably not be shared on either a work-issued computer, nor should they be shared through the company's server. Better yet, perhaps I should avoid sending these kinds of emails in the first place. Clearly, that be the prefer- preferred course of action. However, not everybody shares the same lack of impulsivity. Some people, like myself, actually enjoy a certain level of remorse. The same cannot be said of former Raiders head coach John Gruden, who spoke yesterday for the very first time since he resigned from the team last October. You may recall that Gruden left that job after the Wall Street Journal reported that Gruden had sent a series of emails that were teeming with hateful language that was, that was misogynistic, homophobic, and flat-out racist. Yesterday, Gruden addressed those emails by saying, quote, I'm ashamed about what has come out in these, uh, in these emails. I'll make no excuse for it. It's shameful. But I'm a good person. He also goes on to say, I've made some mistakes, but I don't think anyone here hasn't. I just asked for forgiveness and hopefully I get another shot. Well, dude, you probably should have thought about that before filing that lawsuit against the NFL for allegedly singling you out for being a homophobic, woman-hating bigot. As it turns out, every hate-spewing jerk thinks they're a good person. In fact, they tend to think they're actually a better form of person than the people they claim to hate. That would be the very definition of being a bad person. And if you give that person a position of authority, like a head coaching job in the National Football League, and you give that person access to unlimited email, then you're just asking for trouble. No, John Gruden, I don't think you'll be getting another shot. Nor do I think you'll be getting another 10-year, $100 million contract, because that's the kind of thing that you lose when you hit send. But hey, never my yapping sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Bits and blades, big sales, still time at Rockies. DeWalt and Irwin drill bits, paddle blades, impact ready screwdrivers, and more. About time to replace those damn things, don't you think? Of course it is. Don't miss the August bits and blades sale going on still today at Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7-11 and Rush with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Going to be a really nice day today. Sunny and a high of 79. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 77. It is 66 right now in downtown Springfield. Now, last hour, I talked to you about uh, Amazon. How uh, my disdain for the fact that I'm paying $129 a year for packages to not be delivered within two to three days. Not fulfilling your promises. I can understand no. the disappointment. So uh, about a month ago, uh, my 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 daughter, uh, she wants to go uh, run this cross-country team. She wants to be on the cross-country team. Right. But you need a good <clears> pair <throat> of sneakers to do that. Sure. You know. So I uh, I uh, prefer the, the Brooks, the Brooks shoes, the Brooks running shoes. Mm-hmm. They're really comfortable. I find them uh, to be uh, some of the most comfortable footwear uh, I've ever owned. Um, but they don't, they don't help me run very fast. No, but I, I've I've bought I usually buy like a pair a year from this place. Uh, okay, online uh, Brooks running instead of going to an actual store and you know trying because, them on. Well, yeah. because I know I know my size. I know I I know I know they fit well. You know, sometimes you you, you can go find something and you're a size thirteen and they don't have thirteens. Yeah, or or the thirteen is too narrow or something. I know that they're like a good fit. So I said, all right, let me order this this pair of shoes. I'm like $130 for these shoes. But not cheap. For a good pair of running shoes, you want to make sure that you're uh, you're not uh, screwing up your ACL 
or your uh, yeah, right, your plantar fascia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want to do that either. <sighs> All that stuff. So I order these. Uh, I order these shoes. This was going back like a month ago. I order these shoes, and then uh, it says you can pay with Apple Pay at the end of the transaction. Okay. And I have my wallet, my Apple wallet, with my you know my payment in there. Right. And I said, uh, oh, I've never done that before. Let's give it a shot. Well, as soon as I, you know, you click the thing and it reads your face, and then yeah. it pays for 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 the thing through through Apple. And then I realize as soon as I hit that confirm button, it has my old address on the on the thing. Oh my god! You haven't updated your so Apple I, address because I haven't used Apple Pay. You know, I used it maybe once when I lived at my old house. Mm-hmm. The good thing is that I I somewhat know the new owner of that house. You know, friendly enough to text him and say, "Hey, man, uh, I got this package that might be showing up to your house. Could you, you know, set it aside?" And he says, "Well, yeah, you know, you, you just go pick it up. You know, you can just pick it up right off the off the front step if you want to." Nice enough guy, right? Sure. But before I did that, I I immediately immediately went back on the Brooks website to their contact form and saying, "Whoa, stop the presses." You know, uh, I want this thing. Uh, I want this thing going to a different address. Well, I fill out the form, uh, and then I get an email from Maria. Yeah, at Brooks. Okay. Hi, I can help you with that. What's the address it's going to? I'm like, okay. Well, I already explained this, but here you go. And I explained the situation. I. I did this, had the wrong address on there, and then uh, never heard anything back until Nothing? the end of the day. Okay. When this guy, Fred, Fred, uh, Fred from, Brooks, from Brooks, he says, uh, yeah, I can help you with this. Uh, what can I help you with? And I said, okay, well, <laughs> it's clearly too late now because the order has said it was fulfilled and shipped, but it doesn't give me the address of where it's going to. Right. And uh, he he says, oh, unfortunately, uh, you have to do this, like, right away because as soon as we get an order, it gets sent to there and some guy in a warehouse is putting it in a box and it's already being shipped out before you even can uh, say Brooks running, you know. Right. And I said, okay. I said, but what happened to Maria? <laughs> and he goes, Maria is our AI uh, customer service agent. Oh, so she wasn't even a real person? She wasn't person? even a real person. It was just one of those automatic responses, who, and they make it sound like it's a real person, and they don't say anywhere in there that this is an auto response from a bot. This is, you know. Uh, but it's, it's got a name, and so you just assume it's a real life it's person. Got a, it's got a name, and it says, hey, uh, I can help you with that. Well, apparently, uh, Maria wasn't really doing her job that day. <laughs> I just, she was doing her job virtually. Yeah, and this whole idea of this AI thing, how many things do you do on a, on a daily basis that you don't even know if you're talking to a computer or not? Well, see, it, it's kind of hard to tell because I think these things are reactive to yeah. whatever you're writing. I, I, I actually had to do something similar to this. Not too long ago, yeah, where I I thought I had accidentally been charged twice for a hotel room through Orbitz, 
Turns yeah. out that was actually my fault. I forgot about the fact I had made another reservation. But nevertheless, I went online and talked to somebody who I wasn't entirely sure was a real live human being. And it was like one of these chat things online. Yeah. So you chat like you were doing. So I'm chatting with this person. And finally, we get to this impasse where they tell me, I'm going to have to transfer you to somebody else who can help you. Which meant, which said to me, this machine is not going to be able to help me figure out my problem. Right. You know, and, and only once I talk to a real live living human being on chat and you could kind of tell just by the language they were using yeah although these ai things have been programmed to make it sound so conversational like how are you doing today the the machine doesn't care how i'm doing today but it makes them it makes me feel like it's a human being only to find out it it ain't really a human being it's no and that's that's the most annoying part about it is that you think you're talking to a, a live person, yeah. and it's just a fake, saccharine, sweet person. Remember the old days when you call up like customer service, yeah, and uh, you would talk to a real life person, mm-hmm. oftentimes someone from way out of town, yeah. And uh, you know, I don't know if you ever got to this point where the conversation just got elevated. Like you'd be so angry at what was going on, or the lack of service, or. You know, you're getting the run around. You're being put on hold. The phone disconnect. Yeah, you, know, you got into those kinds of situations. Yes, yes. And yet, when I'm talking to an uh, AI, I feel like I almost wish there was someone from way out of town I could scream at right now. Wouldn't that be nice rather to do than yeah. talking to someone who doesn't understand the nature of my issue, nor do they understand the. Uh, the urgency that I'm trying to handle this thing with. I think that's also a tactic to you get so? somebody to 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 not to be like so discombobulated, if you will. I like that word, discombobulated. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, to deter you from ever calling there ever again. <laughs> like, think about it. You give somebody a hard enough time, they're just going to give up after a while. And most people do. Most yeah. people don't want to spend the time. I have all the time in the world. I don't do anything here. Some- I, so I have, I have plenty of free time on my own. Sometimes I feel like, you know, when you're talking to a company yeah. that's giving you really crappy service, mm-hmm. that when you get to that point where you say, well, that's it. I'm never going to buy stuff from your company again. That they're secretly thinking, well, thank God for that. So here's the uh, the resolve to this. Yes. Uh, Brooks actually, uh, and I said, uh, you know, the guy's like trying to update. And I said, listen, the, the thing has already been shipped to the wrong address. I was like, there's nothing you can do at this point anyway. Uh, I said, uh, hey, thanks for nothing. That's what I wrote back. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> so then the guy writes back and says to me, uh, we are so sorry about this incident. Uh if you want, we'll send you another pair of shoes to the right address. Now, I could have, because I did get the shoes, Yes, I could have said, I never got these because they went to the wrong address. And then you'd have two pairs of shoes. Yeah, I would have two pairs of shoes, but I'm that kind of person that can't be so dishonest like that because I feel that if I do something bad, something bad will happen to me, like the, car- the karma thing. You know? I don't think that uh, you getting a free pair of shoes once they've already offered it 
is uh, is bad karma. Well, but they said replacement, but I didn't need a replacement because I had already got the shoes. I wound up going to the post office and they had the shoes there at the post office because they knew that, uh, well, this guy doesn't live there no more. You know, that kind of thing. This is a $130 pair of shoes, though. And you're I know. Gonna, and you're I, gonna, I, and you're I know. That. I could have gotten yeah. a second pair of shoes. In a year from now, you're going to have to replace those shoes. But they offered me 25% off another pair of shoes. Instead of sending you a, a brand new pair? No, that would have been on top of sending me a brand and new pair. And you turned it down? Because I can't lie. I can't lie and uh, say I need the shoes. I'm sorry. I, I'm just, uh, I know. I, I, I just have this thing about me that I can't uh, be dishonest like that. It's not being dishonest. You're, it is being no, dishonest. It's you taking advantage of the way they want to resolve an issue. I didn't take advantage of it at all. I know, but you, oh. this is the way you could have. And, and if they are offering you a free pair of shoes to resolve this issue, yeah, you take yourself uh, out of the uh, out of that mindset of of you know karma, you know, biting you on the ass, and you accept that extra that extra pair of shoes and the discount. I don't. I don't want to do that. Because something bad's going to happen to me if I do. Are you listening to how crazy you sound I right know, now? I know. I'm just saying. There's a, you don't think there's other people out there that feel that way? That, that feel like I could never do that? Yeah. And you know, I, I yeah. do. And yeah. you know what? what? They're all running around in a crappy pair of shoes. No, no, no. They have a pair of shoes because they, didn't, they, they just don't have an extra pair of shoes. They're all running they, around saying, what I wish I, I sure wish I had a new pair of shoes. They didn't lie. Anyway, so I at least I, I got the shoes, and now I have 25% off my next order. That's like 30 bucks savings. Yeah, it could, it could have been another harder than $30 in savings, plus All another 25%. All right, that's enough out of you. 723 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. The big 29 in Aerosmith, but back Steve and Dave in Rock 102. It is uh, going to be a really nice today. Sunny and a high of 79 tomorrow. Sunny and a high of 76. It's 67 right now in downtown Springfield. Just uh, want to let everybody in Ludlow know that on uh, Friday, the boss of the Bifana comes back to town to uh, to host uh, Festa. Aquanet is going to be there, and uh, I'll be there with the road crew to, uh, to bring them on stage. It's going to be a great, great time September 1st through the 5th. Everyone loves the Our Lady of Fatima Festa in Ludlow, and uh, it uh, begins on Friday with uh, me and the road crew on Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Whatever. Go have fun at your little Portuguese party. Let me tell you something. Me and my people are going to have a great time. Mm. We're going to have, we're going to, we're going to eat uh, bifanas. We're going to eat uh, all kinds of stuff. Oh my God. So good. They were my people at one time. You're not Portuguese. Doesn't matter. It was still my gig. I could be. I could be anything. Anything you want me to be. Well, I mean, uh, for the right amount of money, I can be anybody you want me to be for you. Well, you maybe could uh, join me at Oktoberfest at the fort. No, I don't want to go down there with all those uh, people that you're friends with. <laughs> you and your good time buddies. Me and my down good there. time friends would love to have you. If uh, if you and your good time buddies weren't down there, I'd be going to the fort every night. Well, I'm starting to feel uh, you know, a little singled out here. Well, you should, because I am. <laughs> we have news coming up next to Rock 102. Here's Tom. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Uh, car crashes galore uh, yesterday, including one uh, person who was taken away in an ambulance following a single car crash in 16 acres uh, last night. Crash happened near 2390 Wilbraham Road just before midnight. 22 news crews in the area saw one car lodged between two trees with damage to the front end. Oh my God! It was crazy. Yay! Yay! Was anybody hurt? 
Well, they don't know. They don't know. No, but How? they. Well, the the person is expected to recover from their injury. So thank yes, goodness. there was somebody hurt, but they're going to be okay. Oh, thank goodness. How are the yeah. trees doing? Uh, the trees didn't make it. It's too bad. It's tough to see a tree go. It is, especially one that's been there for a very, very, very long time. Uh, an employee of the Veterans Affairs Hospital in Northampton has been indicted on federal charges after authorities said he distributed explicit images of children over the public Wi-Fi network at the medical center. 51-year-old Kevin DeVole, a resident of Royalston, faces one count of possessing a child's sex abuse images and another count of attempting to distribute the images after his indictment by a federal grand jury in Springfield. According to the office of the U.S. Attorney Rachel Rollins, investigators this spring and summer identified the IP address of a device that was sharing explicit images of young children over the public Internet network at the hospital in Northampton's Leeds Village. All right. So a couple things here. Uh, first of all, uh, the guy sounds like a dirtbag. Uh, number two, uh, you know, alleged dirtbag. Number two, um, it's one thing to have those kinds of images on your phone. It's another thing to be using a public Wi-Fi to distribute them. Lots of real stupid choices uh, by this guy. Lots yes. of them. All Lots at once. Uh, authorities traced the device to Volia in search of his home on August 4th, turned up sexual images of chi- children and a child under 12 years old. The vol was arrested and charged after the search of his home. Rollins said the federal police who protect the Veterans Hospital in Leeds provided significant assistance in the investigation. You know, uh, it's just, again, I know what you're saying. You yeah, know, yeah. It, it, I mean, it, it, stupidity, it, but it's it's also the... It's, compo- it, it's compounded stupidity and creepiness, uh, all wrapped in one, to the point where you have to say, was this dude trying to get caught? He might have been. Because everything this guy has done is disgusting and stupid yeah seems to me this is like uh you just kind of shake your head and go what are people doing in their heads iron horse entertainment group owner eric shore will pay thirteen thousand eight hundred and thirty seven dollars to 74 workers and twenty five thousand dollar penalty to settle allegations that he violated state wage and hour laws that he didn't maintain a valid policy for earned sick time Mm. This is all the way up in Northampton, like the Calvin Theater and all those places. Yep. In June of 2021, the Attorney General's office announced a fine against Shore and Iron Horse of $100,000 in restitution and penalties. Included in that was a lower amount, $1,992 in restitution to employees. Uh, but at the time, the Attorney General's office said the restitution would go to 30 employees. Shore appealed that fine, and the Attorney General's office reached a settlement with him on August 9th. In the court document, Shore does not admit liability, but he and the company do promise to comply with state labor laws in the future. Oh, yeah. <laughs> had I had, n- I got to plead ignorance Wait. here. Had I had known I had to pay people, I would have done that a long time ago. Sick time? I got to pay for that too? What's that? Uh, Maura Healy said, uh, my office will continue to hold accountable companies that take advantage of people trying to make a living. We are pleased to have secured lost wages for employees whose rights were violated by Iron Horse Ventures and will continue to advocate on behalf of all workers in Massachusetts. Uh, Shore was accused of ch- uh, cheating. What was it? Oh, the issue came to light in 2019 following a news report of New England Public Media. 
Uh, Shore was accused of cheating them out of overtime by splitting work weeks among his different businesses. So no, no one, no one time slip added up to more than forty hours. Oh, it's I see. To prevent people prevent from paying full time benefits. Gotcha. Yeah, that's kind of a slippery way of getting around that kind of stuff. And I'm sure. I don't know. I'm not going to say. Maybe I shouldn't say sure. But uh, they probably got PPP loans. Probably. I would imagine they did. But that doesn't necessarily mean that he was thinking of, well, how can I pay everybody the full-time wages that they deserve with all those benefits? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, The worst drought in Europe in decades hasn't only scorched farmland and hampered river traffic, it has also exposed a part of World War II history that had almost been forgotten. The hulks of dozens of German battleships have emerged from the mighty Danube River as its water levels have dropped. That's kind of... Kind of talking about that uh, yeah. in, in Lake Mead, too. Right. Because, all of, the, because of the drought, you see all these things that were at the uh, bottom of, of, the, uh, of the reservoir. Lake Mead, they're finding bodies. Yeah. They're finding ske- skeletons. How long has this one been here? Probably back when uh, Bugsy Siegel was running Vegas. Could be. Throwing the bodies in there, but the uh, the Danube the Danube River is yeah. is, is uh, drying up too. A rusty hull, a broken mast where the swastika flag used to fly, an upper deck where a command bridge used to be, a barrel that could have been holding fuel. They all lean on a pebble stone dune that has emerged in the middle of the huge river that separates Serbia and Romania near the Serbian port of Pravo. Some of the uh, ships are still laden with munitions. They belong to Nazi Germany's a, a Black Sea Fleet. That was deliberately sunk by the Germans. That's crazy. So it wasn't like these uh, tanks and stuff went into the river as part of battle. Like, I, like when I first read that story, I was like, "Oh, wait! So the water level was low back then, too?" No, they were just no. dumping stuff in the river. Well, they, like I said, they sank the ship. They yeah. sank the boat with all the stuff on it. That's interesting. Did you have all that stuff? I mean, are they are they retrieving all this stuff? Are they pulling it out of there? Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like, you know, all of a sudden this stuff just, like, appears, and it's like, well, how do you get it out of there? You got to get some cranes and all this other stuff, because there's still water in the river. The yeah. river's not dried up. It's just low enough that you can start seeing all this junk. It's like you wonder, like, what's at the very, very bottom of Speck Pond? Um... I don't know what would be at the bottom of Spec Pond. I don't know. I, I'd probably guess, like you know, empty beer bottles, uh, you know, uh, unused, unused food wrappers. A long lost drunk driver from the Underpass Saloon. Yes, he's Where probably. The, remember, down there I told too. you the story with the the karaoke guy used to give my dad the bottle of whiskey right on the bar. Yeah, yeah. Used to put it right up on the bar. It was uh, it was the guy that that worked at the Underpass Saloon. He uh, and I did some CD work for him. CD work? Yeah, this guy Tom. He was like a big karaoke guy. Okay. And he had all these karaoke CDs, but he only wanted the audio. And I, uh, you know, being a college kid at the time, I had the computer with the CD burner on it. Yeah. So I uh, I burned him a bunch of CDs, and he was very grateful. So grateful, in fact, that when he bartended, he would just say, "Help yourself." While he went and went through his karaoke CDs. Help yourself? He put the bottle of whiskey on the on the bar, 
and uh, you know we'd be having our beers, and then uh, he's like, "Anytime you want another shot, you just go ahead and pour yourself another one." Wow. Yeah. Jackpot. Well, I mean, yes, violating liquor laws. Uh, uh, sure. How old were you at the time? Irresponsible. Well, I was twenty-one. Okay. I was old All enough right. to be in there. Uh, but I probably could have gotten in there because I was with my dad. You know, if you're with your dad, you know, there's not a lot of people, especially in a small town bar like that, are going to question whether or not you're 21 or not. Especially a guy who leaves booze on the counter and says, yeah, go ahead and help yourself. You know, I wonder if uh, if the courtship of Eddie's father lasted a few more seasons, whether uh, Bill Bixby and that kid would have gone to the bars together. Yeah, they went to the underpass saloon. (laughs) Come on. Let's go. Tommy's doing karaoke tonight. We can get free whiskey. <laughs> Your Pioneer Valley forecast today. Going to be nice and sunny with a high of 79. Tomorrow, uh, more of the same with a high of 76. It's 67 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. You deserve more internet. Doors. We're back, Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It's uh, going to be a uh, really nice day today. Sunny and a high of uh, seven. Oh, you got the, yeah, that was on, wasn't it? Yeah. All right. You know what? Now I got to shut this off. It's 67 in downtown. Oh, it's going to be a nice day. Don't worry about it. Because uh, I got to look at all these things that are open. Okay. Now we're. Now you're ready? Now now I'm ready. Okay. Oh, it's. Oh, I got to push the button. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, I could stall for time if you needed me to. All right. Let's see. Uh, maybe we'll get the one that doesn't have the uh, the mess up in it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now hear this. Now hear this. I'm so glad to hear that. You're only hearing what you want to hear. Now hear this with Bax, Steve, and Dave in the morning mm-hmm. on Rock listening. 102. You're only hearing what you want to hear. No, no, no. You screwed it up again. Guess I didn't find the right one. Oh well, there was a uh, there's a lady who knows on, all that glitters is gold. Yes, is she buying a stairway to heaven. Oh my God! How did you know it? Forget it. Why just, do we even bother doing this? Uh, just I, I'm just guessing. It's Led Zeppelin. Now hear this. <laughs> now a woman on TikTok is uh, going viral after posting a video of a baby crying on her flight and asking if the airlines could make adult only flights. Here's a quick clip of what she was dealing with for the majority of the trip. (laughs) That would drive me nuts, too, but I'm also a parent and go, you know what? It's only a two-hour flight. We can survive this. You know what that... you know what that feels like when you're a parent. I mean, every everybody on everybody around you saying, "Can't you shut that kid up?" And you as, you as a parent saying, yeah. uh, "No, if I could, I would have done it already." Yeah, uh, uh, babies. The the nice thing about having a babies on flight is you don't have to pay for their ticket. They can That's just sit right in your lap. They're a nap child. You know, I uh, as annoying as it is to be sitting next to a screaming child. I I always feel a shred of oh, a shred of understanding because uh, we've all been there. Every parent has been in that situation where their kid is having a meltdown at the worst possible yeah, time. Yeah, listen, I I uh, that famous meltdown uh, Buddy had inside Walmart years ago. Yeah, she was like three years old and she's uh, flipping out because I won't buy her candy. And I'm standing my ground, yeah, you know. Yeah, but and uh, uh, and uh, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not buying you candy. Kids flipping out. 
I'm carrying her out of the store sideways. <laughs> right. <laughs> like she's luggage. Yeah. And then some guy comes up to me. He's like, hey, man, is John O'Brien really a jerk in real life? <laughs> I'm kind of dealing with something here. Uh, yeah. That was the thing. The guy, like, he just kept asking me questions about the show. And, and like, I'm putting Buddy in the back of the car. And she's doing this whole, like, she knows how to take the seatbelt off. So, uh, you know, every time you click it, the kid's taking the seatbelt off, and this guy's right. like, "So what's it like living up in Huntington?" Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> way, way, way to use that situational awareness. Yeah, it's like, dude. Uh, listen, I'll talk to you any other time. Come out to a work release some night. Yeah. But right, we'll, right we'll now, I'm dealing with something that's yeah. a little bit more important than what your big questions are. And we have a theme. It's uh, airplanes. A Southwest Airlines pilot. This is clip number. Number two. two. Yeah, number two. Forgot which number I was on. A Southwest Airlines pilot had to threaten his passengers with turning around the plane while it was on the runway because someone was airdropping nudes to people. Here's the announcement that the pilot had to make on the plane. So here's the deal. This continues while we're on the ground. I'm going to have to pull back to the gate. Everybody's going to have to get off. We're going to have to get security involved. And it's vacation that's going to be ruined. So you folks, whatever that airdrop thing is, quit sending naked pictures. Let's get yourself to Cabo. Well, whoever did it was stopped yeah. sending uh, nudes, and then the plane went on its way. But what, that's like the, the new voyeur thing, right? Like, like that, that new, like... Um, like like exhibitionist. Yeah, like uh, I'm getting my jollies off because I'm sending you nude pictures. <sighs> I have never been lucky enough to be airdropped nude pictures. I, I, I When is that going to happen know. for me? Me, me neither. I'm, no I'm one never... will airdrop nude pictures. Nobody even sends me nude pictures. I want nude pictures. I rarely get airdropped anything. Yeah. Do you, can you send me some nudes? No. Are you I sure? Mean, I, I, maybe of other people, but you're going to give me some. You have to give me some time. In no, a... no, no, no. I, I just said send me some nudes back. I didn't specify who. Oh, okay. Because I'm not, I, I really don't want to take pictures of my junk. Well. Not without proper lighting, maybe some makeup, uh, you know, so a chance to put some uh, fancy uh, Snapchat filters on. They don't have a zoom lens. Uh, well, they wouldn't z- need it. Zanging z- for that. Um, there was another. There was another clip I I had here. Oh yeah, number three. A, uh, clip number three. This has nothing to do with airplanes. Uh, an Alabama cop came back from serving documents at a house to find a goat in his patrol car eating paperwork. This is him trying to wrangle the goat out of the car. Are you kidding me? Get out. There's nothing to eat in there. Get out of there. Don't eat that. Come on. Come on. Get out. Get out of my car, you damn goat. (laughs) Can you arrest a goat? Well, can you uh, cuff him and uh, you put him in the in the in the back of the uh, the cruiser? You no, he's just a kid. Ah, you. you see oh what God. I did that there? That is so freaking clever. That was a bad joke. Oh, listen yeah. to you. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Look at that. I love a joke about barnyard animals. Yeah. I, uh, the goats can be very damaging, though. They will eat paperwork. They'll eat anything. But they. But I heard that they don't, like, people are telling me, like, oh, you got that barn back there. You just put goats in there. And I'm like, well, what do they do? Oh, they'll eat the grass. They'll mow the lawn for you. And then, uh, and then you, you hear from, like, an actual farmer. And uh, they're like, yeah, that doesn't happen. They they eat all the things you don't want them to eat. <laughs> like, <laughs> they'll eat the gate if you leave, <laughs> if you make it chewy enough. Right. Yeah. But uh, there you go. The the goat. <laughs> there you go. Whew. Well, 
Is there a number four? Why do you want a number four? It doesn't have to be a number four. I'm just, uh, I'm just saying. Well, I can, uh, I can give you a number four. Do you want another number four? If sure, if it's a good one. Do you want? Okay. Well, here, here, here's, uh, here's another cop one. You ready? Yes. Uh, this is a 37-year-old police officer in Indiana named Ralph Weaver is being accused of posing as a different police officer from a different department. A cop pretending to be a cop. Isn't that illegal? And then complaining about misconduct. Here is uh, Sergeant Carrie Hulls talking about the weird case of impersonating an officer by another officer. I received that email myself stating, you know, information that was going on at New Albany Police Department that was possibly not being looked into properly. So obviously it raised our eyebrows. When our detectives looked into it, they realized that the name that was on the email account that was supposedly a New Albany police officer had no knowledge of such an email being sent. Damn. Interesting. Is it? <sighs> well, it's it's really moderately hard. interesting. I'm just uh, trying to add some punctuation to it. Well, anyway, maybe you always wanted to be a cop in the other department. He's a good cop. That could a be. damn good cop. Well, that's all we got for this morning, folks. Oh, there you uh, go. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm wrapping it up and be walking in five minutes late to the next bit. It's 7.57. We're back, Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Live in concert, Saturday nights at 9 on Rock 102. Complete concerts from Rock... And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Benjamin Moore Paint, Cabot Stains, plus rock-solid painting advice and expertise. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, that's it. The New England Patriots have officially crushed the hopes and dreams of 37 wishful players in order to make way for the team's 53-man roster. Yesterday was the deadline for teams around the NFL to disappoint dozens of young men hoping to become professional football players. Instead, many of them will be forced into finding work in other far less exciting and lucrative fields. Position as, uh, positions such as grocery store bagger, a parking lot attendant, or professional radio broadcasters. And yet, that's what the preseason is all about. Destroying lifelong dreams, crushing souls, and destroying ambitions. Of course, teams do have until 12 o'clock today to make a run for some of the other eligible players who are also released from other teams. But once you pick up one guy, there's another guy that you need to get le- uh, to let go. And no matter who you are or what your needs may be, you are essentially destroying lives. Even a guy like Bill Belichick, a man who can go through an entire championship season without showing so much as a single human emotion, admitted this week that this is an emotionally draining process, saying, quote, it's difficult for all of us, myself, Uh, Certainly assistant coaches who have established a close relationship with their players, but ultimately 37 of those 90 players can't be with the team. That, my friends, is what Bill Belichick sounds like when he's accidentally stumbled across his feelings. Who are the 37 players who were cut? Don't worry about it. It doesn't really matter. You're probably never going to hear from any of those guys ever again. Just know this. This is what the preseason is all about. It's not about winning meaningless exhibition games. It's not about practice. It's all about kicking a young man to the curb like a dented can and obliterating everything that his life has stood for. Sure, it's cold, it's heartless, but I would remind you that once the Patriots are facing the Miami Dolphins in the season opener, no one is going to care. And regrettably, I happen to be one of those people. In fact, I'm already over it. But hey, never my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm looking at the Craftsman 9-gallon wet dry back, only 80 bucks at Rocky's with your Ace Rewards card. I'm also looking at the Rocky's app from time to time and the sales flyer at Rocky's.com. You can even pick up the flyer in the store. 
What's on sale at Rockies? It's always at your fingertips on Rockies at Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 809 and ACDC with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. It's going to be a really nice day today. Sunny and a high of 77 uh, tomorrow. More of the same. It is 69, Gady in downtown Springfield. You know, uh, you see the story about the monkeys? Uh, the innocent primates? No, I'm talking about like the actual monkeys. Oh, the music, the group, yes. the monkeys. One of my all-time favorite bands. Aren't they all uh, dead now? No. Except- no, Peter Tork is gone. Uh, Davy Jones is gone. Mike Nesmith is gone. Yeah. But Mickey Dolenz is alive. I have stepped all over that post of that song. The monkeys. Yeah. Are a bunch of subversive commie pinko bastards. What? You really, I know. Are you kidding me? I know. A Davey bunch of Jones. Bunch of dope smoking hippies is what they were. I, I mean, have audio of me singing to Davy Jones. You remember that? I do remember that. That when was I sang to him over the phone. I think he thought you may have been the biggest jerk he's ever talked to. Yeah, probably. He was very uncomfortable about it, and I. I think anybody who heard you do it well, was I, also quite uncomfortable. I explained to him that I am the president of the Fillmore Junior High School fan club of right. his, and yep. uh, I sang, yeah, look what you've done to me. And then he was like, all right, get him, get me off this phone. <laughs> but what's going on with them now? All right, so Mickey Dolan's the last surviving member of uh, the Monkees. Mm-hmm is suing the FBI uh, for indicating that the agency was monitoring the monkeys, according to uh, according to uh, certain reports out of uh, Los Angeles. A heavily redacted file from 1967, first reported on by Rolling Stone, appears to show that the FBI was investigating the band for allegedly spreading anti-Vietnam War messages during their shows. In one section of the file, an unnamed FBI source who attended one of their concerts said that during the concert, subliminal messages were depicted on the screen, which constituted left-wing innovations of a political nature. Dolans and his lawyer uh, are uh, are saying that uh, the monkeys existed in a very tumultuous period of time in the United States. Obviously, Mickey still performs today, and the monkeys, until others passed away, were all, pa- were all still performing, but... Uh, came to the world's attention in 1966, just as Vietnam was really starting to ramp up. Mm-hmm. So were the hippies and the drug culture at the time. When he learned of the FBI file on the band, Mickey Dolan's lawyer filed a Freedom of Information request, but that request went unanswered for months. So then he launched the lawsuit to find out exactly what the FBI had on the monkeys. Mm-hmm. It's the freaking monkeys. Don't you think the FBI, in the middle of the Cold War, in the middle of Vietnam, had other things to worry about than what Peter Tork had to say politically? Do you think the monkeys were ever a threat? Yeah. Probably. Yeah, I I do. According to uh, the attorney, some informant, probably an FBI agent who wanted to uh, uh, take their kid to a monkeys concert, went to the monkeys show. Uh, in San Francisco, filed a report back to the FBI about the anti-war protest movement, 
And uh, as far as why the FBI were surveilling the monkeys, uh, whether the individual members of the band doesn't say it's unclear, but uh, they are hoping to find out exactly uh, what is going on. And so far, the Department of Justice uh, has not uh, heard, uh, has not uh, reached out right. to let them know who put the images up on the screen. The FBI? Is that what they're accusing? No, them? no, no, no. See, this is, what, this is where I got confused on the story. This is where what happened. Yeah. So the the monkeys, right? Yeah, are performing. I don't know if this is uh, the concert in which Jimi Hendrix was the ho- was the uh, the opening act. I don't even know. What I can tell you is they're performing, right? And they've got a screen behind them, mm-hmm. and on that screen they're playing images of anti-war anti-vietnam sentiment okay so they put those images up somebody in the band yeah it's part of the show yeah like maybe there was like a like a stage director who was who was uh, in charge of all these uh, visuals while the monkeys were playing uh uh you know daydream believer or uh put a picture of charlie up on the screen to scare these kids to death. right exactly and uh the fbi guy watching this show says hey this is un-American. We can't have the monkeys uh, doing that. And one of these uh, monkeys ain't even from this country. Oh, Davy Jones. Davy Jones was from out of town. He was the communist and, from England. And you know how the <laughs> right. And you know how the British are. They can barely get anything accomplished without yeah. American involvement. Right. So you can imagine that back then the FBI is going bananas over this stuff. Yeah. Remember the FBI back in the uh, in the sixties. Had files on Elvis, the Beatles, uh, any number of other people that were very famous and uh, and uh, mouthy. Yeah. And now the monkeys, as if the monkeys held any real potential threat to national security. I just thought they were adorable. You know, I- just singing songs on the beach and well, you know, uh, doing, you know, showing videos sped up a little bit while they're all running around the house. Um. Not to make you feel old, but the only time I saw the monkeys was in syndication back in the 80s. But you saw it. Yeah. And it was great. It was great. It was a pretty great show. Absolutely fantastic. Did you feel at that young age back in the 80s that you were being indoctrinated into a hippie culture, a anti-war sentiment back then? I was just trying to hide from my drunken rage dad. All right. And that that was the show that gave me comfort. Now, I'm going to... Oh, I hid in my room. I never met your dad, but I've heard enough stories to know that your dad was probably a deeper threat than... Than the monkeys. Than Mike Nesmith and his knitted cap. Yes. Yeah. As opposed to the nightcap that your dad used to have (sighs) on a a pretty regular uh, basis. So how often uh, do you think this happens with... uh, like even well, now, think, what, what do you like? I bet you even now, uh, there's probably uh, the law enforcement uh, infiltrating something. You know, maybe there is. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, it's it's there's no way to know for sure what uh, what the FBI does in their uh, downtime. But I would like to think that if the government were really worried about anything that's going on in the media, or in music, or in art, or whatever that they probably don't launch an investigation. They don't necessarily get a lot of paperwork done because there's a band that's saying, even a fake band like the Beatles, that they're doing a lot to you know, to damage the young hearts and minds of uh, good old American high school yeah. students. 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah. What a waste of their time to be <laughs> focusing on the freaking monkeys. Well, look at uh, look at uh, what was it Al Gore back in the '90s with the censorship of the music and uh, wasn't that? Well, that like goes the- that goes back to the '80s. Well, that's what I mean. It was like the late eighties or nineties. Well, it's, uh, it's about sh- you know sh- putting these explicit the, the explicit tags. Wasn't that wasn't that explicit content thing part of that? It was deal? The, the the PMRC, and it yeah. wa- and it w- basically what they wanted to wanted were record companies to put labels on records, mm-hmm. saying that either the these records had uh, you know lyrics that had sexual themes or uh, the occult or violence or you know any number of things. And uh, and so the PMRC and Tipper Gore uh, was in, uh, involved in this very very heavily. There were like you know Senate hearings that involved everybody from John Denver to Frank Zappa to D. Snyder. And what everybody found is, uh, even though you put a warning label on a record that said this is bad for you, mm. this could potentially be dangerous. You know what that does? It makes people want to go out. And buy it that much more. Yeah, absolutely. Because everybody wants to see stuff they're not supposed to see. That's what makes the internet so great. I bought that two live crew album. I had to get an adult to do it for me, but I bought it. But perfectly good example. Perfectly good example. Did you feel like you were damaged uh, by that record? Yeah, I feel at this point in my life I got uh, gypped out of twelve bucks. Yeah, because it wasn't that great of a record. No, it wasn't. Yeah. But again, it was a supply and demand. Yeah. It's a, if you, uh, if I make a demand, uh, hey, uh, hey, this has got stuff you might not want to hear in yeah. public, and they're like, "Well, I definitely want to hear it now." Well, see, I mean, the thing is, it's like you know, the FBI gets involved in these cases, and and when you really boil it down, you go, you, you think to yourself, "Well, why? Why is it them? Why are they in this involved in these?" meaningless little uh, witch hunts i uh, i don't know because uh, they're making sure that uh, nobody's gonna you know be anti-patriotic or whatever you know for everyone who is uh politically correct now yeah. you know all these uh these efforts to make sure that nobody can ever possibly be offended by anything mm-hmm. uh lest they be canceled by uh, by this culture uh it's all forms of censorship that fuels some of this. It may not feel like it, but really, it is kind of censorship. It is, and I, I don't believe in that whole cancel culture thing. You know what I mean? Because, like, you 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 are suppressing somebody's free speech when they say things. Yeah. But there's a difference between free speech and threatening speech. No the, doubt about the, it. And, that, and that's what, you know, the that's what a lot of court cases are about. Was this actual free speech or was this, you know, hate speech or, or, or something that you know you were you were trying to cause harm to somebody with? Yeah. Uh but most of it's free speech. Just because you're offended and you get upset about something that you don't like somebody that says, you shouldn't be banned from from anything. I don't think you should be banned or or you know, gang have people gang up on you yeah. uh, to push you out. Listen, uh, there's a lot of things that offend me. I just don't watch them or don't listen to them. Yeah. I turn the other cheek and I walk away and I worry about my own uh, issues. I don't worry about what you've said or done 
that's gonna right. that's gonna uh, affect my life somehow. See, for me, I I tend to uh, I tend to not get offended by too much. Yeah, but it's my I really believe it's my choice uh-huh. to decide whether I want whether or not I want to be exposed to somebody else's words or ideas. And you're right. If I don't like it, I don't have to agree with that person. I don't have to right. follow that person. I don't have to ever talk to that person ever again. But if the monkeys are splashing, uh, you know, anti-war images on a screen during a concert, guess what? That's their right of free speech too. Right. They and if I right didn't like do that, that, I wouldn't be going to a monkeys concert or a monkeys show. Right. Yeah, I t- listen, I told you last week, I went to that Kid Rock show, and it was like, uh, you know, I felt like it was January 6th for the last 35 <laughs> minutes of the show. Yeah. But I don't, I, obviously, like, it's, that's his thing. That's what he does. Yeah. I knew that going going to the show, that I was going to see that stuff, I, I, but it doesn't, I'm there to see the uh, the music. I'm not there to listen to your uh, political rants or your, you know, especially somebody who's charging five hundred dollars a ticket. I don't, under, I still don't understand that victimized right. part. But, See, but, 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 and, and that would be the only reason to call the FBI yeah. because of the highway but, robbery is charging someone five hundred bucks to see that kind of show. But I would never call for. Oh my God, I don't like what he says. You should. This guy should be uh, kicked out of any performing anywhere. Why? I just, if I really didn't like it that much, I would never go to another show again. That's all. I don't know of anybody in in in, in all of America since 1967 that has ever turned into a communist because they happened to go to a monkeys concert. Listen, if you feel a certain way about something, that's the way you're always going to feel about it. It's very unlikely that someone is going to try to convince you to go think th- the way they think. That's what makes this so great is that you can have all these different opinions and you're not chastised for doing it yeah you're you're not my opinions may make me look like a jackass but they are my opinions and if you disagree let's have a conversation about why i might think that way but to automatically cancel what i'm saying simply because it doesn't uh it, it doesn't agree with your point of view that's censorship we should cancel you me what i do what haven't you done? There's a couple things that are still on the list. I'm offended at the fact that this guy doesn't even know what time it is every day. I know. It's 823. Well, yes, yesterday you said at 923 yeah. and it was 823. Needed to keep everybody on their toes. It's still 823 in Rock 102. Rock 102's classic rock song. 834. But back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, not a good morning for the people in uh, Forest Park. Hundreds of Eversource Energy customers in Forest Park are without power this morning. The outage is centered around the Forest Park Heights Historic District and affects some 530 customers as of as of 8 a.m. What happens? I don't know. The company says the outage is due to equipment damage and was first reported just before 6.15 a.m. So that means either an accident happened that 22 News still doesn't know about because their news crew is still watching a transformer explode, (laughs) (laughs) or a squirrel got into a... That happened up in Northampton to me about, I don't know, seven or eight years ago. I was doing a wedding up at uh, Union Station, and I get there, and it's like, 
hotter than hell inside this building. And I said, uh, hey, uh, what's going on? And the lady's like, listen, I'm sorry. Uh, you can set up all your DJ equipment here, but uh, there ain't no power. A squirrel had gotten into the, the big transformer station and knocked out power for half the town. So uh, what did you do? Well, eventually they fixed it and the power did come back on like uh, in enough time for because this was like I always get there like two to three hours early, depending on you know what I'm doing. Sure. And uh, so I had plenty of time. So everything was set up and ready to go. And then boom, uh, the power comes back on maybe about 40 minutes prior to oh that's not so bad no it wasn't so bad the whole wedding was ruined because of this one damn squirrel no but it was weird because it was like all the power was out in town on that side of town and it was all because of a squirrel you imagine a squirrel almost ruining your wedding day they are they are nasty ignorant varmints i um i always try to like Nothing I do or buy or, or or have at my house is ever enjoyed the way it's intended. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. Probably five years ago, a friend of mine gives me one of those squirrel things where you put corn cobs on it. Yeah. And the squirrel like spins around on the uh, on the thing. Right. So I uh, finally, after five years, I'm obviously now in a in a new home, and I'm like, you know what? I have that thing. I'm gonna put that on that tree out there and put some corn cobs on it. So I had this thing up for about a week, and then I had friends come over the house, and then uh, then I then they leave, and uh, the corn cobs are missing from the uh, the thing. And matter of fact, the wheel is missing from the whole thing. The wheel too? Yeah. Their kid had taken the wheel. And the corn cob, and was like throwing them into the woods. The hell is wrong with these children? So I, I, I could, I could go get another screw, and put that thing back up, but I don't want to because this should have worked out the way it worked out to begin with. Yeah. And uh, why is anybody messing with this thing? Why, why would your kid do that? I don't, I don't know. Who knows what goes on through the mind of a child? But uh, did did it attract squirrels while you had it up? I don't know. I never got it. This is what I'm saying. I never got a chance to do this. Oh, yeah. And I always wanted one of these things because uh, my uh, my great uncle Bill back in the day had one of these squirrel sticks. It was like an imbalanced stick. Oh yeah. So then, like it, it was perfectly level. But then when the squirrel went to run up the the stick to get the corn cob. The whole thing would flip around and the squirrel would get shot off. It was <laughs> hilarious. That's great. Uh, you know, back when I lived in East Lombardo many years ago, we had uh, we had bird feeders, uh, like on our deck, like a like, a, and and the birds would go and feed. But then so would every squirrel in town. And so you know you tried everything. You tried like these baffles. You tried uh, you know like like apparently like this like like this chili and grease combination and you smear that all over the baffle yeah. that was supposed to prevent none of it uh, none of it worked then my uh, my late father-in-law at the time uh decides to take out a, a bb gun that we had and uh, he was going to shoot the the squirrel dead oh because he was a real dead eye back in uh, in his in his youth before my, he before he was blind right uh no no he my father-in-law oh, father not, not, my, not my dad you wouldn't yeah. want to put a fire on yeah. my dad's hands that's that there would, you go mr baxendale that would, that would be totally wrong you'll shoot your eye out kid but the uh the bb gun we had was so old yeah that when he when he shot it 
the BB slowly rolled out the barrel. Because the spring was all rusty. Right, and it, yeah. it dropped to his feet, yeah. uh, never actually hitting the squirrel. Did the squirrel give a middle finger and yeah. stick its tongue out? It, my, my, my ex-father-in-law would have been better off just picking up the BB and throwing it yeah. at the squirrel. That would have been more effective. But the squirrel wins. Sometimes it doesn't work out the way you had a plan. It's true. Uh, many parents in a local community are outraged. Outraged after witnessing numerous cars not stopping for a school bus. One incident on Tuesday afternoon. Caught on camera and sent to uh, 22 News by a viewer. Pedestrian uh, safety has been a big topic of concern locally between school starting and a busy travel weekend approaching. People are being urged to be more cautious on the roads, especially with the number of deadly accidents we've seen recently. It's a parent's worst nightmare while waiting with your child with their child for a bus. Uh, not one, but two cars were caught speeding. Uh, were were caught on camera speeding by a school bus in Westfield Tuesday with its ar- stop arm visibly extended. The parents who caught these terrifying moments clearly were shocked and outraged by what they had just witnessed. This in wake of several deadly pedestrian and car accidents in Western Massachusetts in the last few months. You know, if you're driving like uh, in the early morning or in the afternoon when the buses are being either you know heading to school or being released, yeah, you need to be paying attention. It's not like the buses are being inconspicuous with the uh, with the stop sign arm. I mean, it, mm-hmm. you should be able to see that. And if it's, you know the buses are going to be out, then it's pretty easy to assume that children will be on that bus getting on and off. So. Knock it off. Well, they have like little flashing lights that go along with all that. Yeah. Yeah. Know? So if if you're uh, you know, looking at your cell phone while driving during uh, bus hours, cut it out. Yeah. Knock it off. Who do you think you are? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Iron Horse Entertainment Group owner Eric Shore will pay $13,837 to 74 workers and a $25,000 penalty to settle allegations that he violated state wage and hour laws and that he didn't maintain a valid policy for earned sick time. Was that wrong? Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, you as a business owner with employees should be paying them fairly. In June of 2021, the Attorney General's office announced a fine against Shore and Iron Horse of $100,000 in restitution and penalties. Included in that was a lower amount, $1,992 in restitution to employees. But at the time, the Attorney General's office said the restitution would go to 30 employees. Shore appealed that fine, and the Attorney General's office reached a settlement with him on August 9th. And in the court document, Shore does not admit liability. But he and the company do promise to comply with state labor uh, laws in the future. Yeah, listen, uh, I thought that was just suggestions. I didn't realize that that's. Yeah. I didn't realize that, that was, was a command required of me to pay people <laughs> that work for me. I mean, how was I supposed to know all the laws of this state? Listen, I'm from I'm from Florence, Mass. I come from a different time, my friend. (laughs) 
In Florence, <laughs> no one gets paid what they're supposed to get yeah, paid. No, no one gets what they want. And they like it. Uh, we have some guests coming up, so uh, I'm going to wrap things up here. It's uh, going to be a nice day today, sunny and a high of 79. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 76. Again, it's 69 giggity in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, oh, yeah. Medical marijuana. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 848 and The Doors with back Stephen Dave on Rock 102. Uh, Rick's Place out of Wilbraham provides support to grieving children and their families. And in the studio with us this morning is uh, the director, uh, Bill Scatolini. Is it Scatolini? Yeah. I think it's Scatolini, right? It's Scatolini. It's Bill. Right. It's pronounced Bill. Yeah, is B-I-L-L. it Bill? Yeah, that, that's what I was trying to get at. <laughs> how to pronounce Bill. And uh, Therese Ross. Uh, good morning, guys. How are you? Thanks yeah. for you can put your uh, face to that microphone. Yeah, you want to be a little yeah, closer. Thanks for having yeah. us. Yeah. yeah, no problem. Thank you. We appreciate be uh, inviting us here. And uh, tell us, uh, I know you've been in the studio many times, but there's people that might not have listened to us before. Tell us a little bit about what Rick's Place does. So Rick's Place provides grief support to children ages 5 to 18 and their families. And we have programs on site in Wilbraham, and we work with kids in schools and we provide professional development to family to professors. Wow, sorry about that. <laughs> to professional development to school personnel about the impact of grief on students. All right, mm-hmm. and then uh, and and uh, Bill, you were friends with Rick Thorpe, who Rick's place is named after. Tell us a little bit about Rick. Uh, Rick was a teammate and classmate of mine at Minichog, uh, and he died in 9/11 uh, in Tower Two. And so uh, to memorialize him, we were able to raise some money uh, to raise a scoreboard at Minichog. And then from there, um, uh, the idea came from his father to open a uh, bereavement center in his name in, in Wilbraham as they were Wilbraham residents. And so that started in 2007 and uh, been pretty busy ever since. Right. And, I, and, and, and what it, it started out with how many families did you start out with? Uh, our pilot program was, um, <laughs> I believe, four families and six kids. Okay, and now we're up to what now? Well, this summer we had twenty-three families and yeah. something like thirty-three kids. Yeah. Wow! And I, and, yeah. and the I mean, neat- it's great that you provide a, a service for that many people. It's a it's a shame that there's that many people that are going through this, yeah. you know, terrible time in their lives, though. Yeah, it really is a shame. And in fact, in Hamden County alone, there are over forty-seven hundred kids who are living without a parent or wow. a sibling who have died. But uh, we do things like fundraising and all that stuff to uh, to get. You know, people more aware of the programs and hopefully expand in the future. And one of those things is the golf tournament coming up. That's right. It's going to, believe it or not, uh, our 20th anniversary. Uh, Our first tournament was in 2002 uh, after 9-11. And it's hard to believe. But uh, the important part about the golf tournament is that people come back. It's a reunion of sorts for the classes uh, in the the mid-80s, 83, 84, 85, 86, Mm. that come back and get to see one another but also continue uh, the mission of Rick's Place, which is a free service uh, to the participants. Uh, but it's not a free program to run, obviously. Right. This is uh, Bill Scatolini and Teresa Ross from uh, Rick's Place. The Golf Classic is going to be on September 17th at the Wilbraham Country Club. Uh, it's a Saturday, so you don't, have to, you don't have to take the day out of work for that. And uh, how, how are you doing with, uh, with golfers and, uh, and sponsors? What do you, what do you guys need? We're always looking for sponsors, uh, especially folks uh, that have be- become aware recently of, of what we do for one way or another. Uh, golfers, too. We, we don't have a full field uh, right now. It's a first-come, first-serve. 
but we are still accepting applications. And you can go to the website, obviously, and, and register that way. Um, just get involved and learn more about what we do and participate. And and even if the all the golf slots fill up, you could still buy tickets for dinner. You can still uh, participate in the, some of the auctions, the raffles, things like that yeah, that you we, have going on there. We have a great meal yeah. that comes with it for dinner time. And we have a silent auction and we have raffle prizes. And we always take donations for those, too. All right. That's I, like, awesome. I like those more than the noisy auctions, to be honest. Yeah, Everyone just kind of pipes down a little <laughs> bit, you know. I mean, I'm trying to finish my meal as opposed to everybody screaming and yelling, I want that. No, I want it's, that. It's much easier to write your name down on it with a price next to it and how much you're willing to <laughs> give up for that particular prize. Right. So you can be in competition with the other guy like, oh, hey, that uh, Bill Scatolini, he's put down 100 bucks for this. I'm putting $101 down mm, for this. Yeah. You know what I used this to do? Just, it, a, just a one-up you. You know what I used to do? I used, I used to make a bid on silent auctions and put like yeah. somebody else's name on it. That was always fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't suggest doing it for this one, though. That's uh, This is uh, much more serious. We have spouses that do write in their husbands' names unknowingly and whatnot. <laughs> we also have a little an element of guarding. If, if silent auctions are great, to your point, but then we have uh, folks that guard or will stay, hover, and then it makes the traffic flow hard. But, yeah, that's uh, probably for the best. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ultimately speaking, you know, to avoid all the fraud that uh, you know I was you know willing to, to do, that probably for the, the, the right thing. So uh, <laughs> I never quite thought of it like that. Well, but. I mean, I'm just talking about me here, you know. <laughs> Teresa, I just I just wanted to ask you about the, the programs that you that we that you do have. So you know, even if you're not participating in the actual facility uh, of Rick's Place over in uh, Post Office Park in Wolverham, you do have the school programs that go in and inform teachers and 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 things as well. It's not just for the students. It's 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 also. Tell us right, a little bit more right. about it. How, yeah, for so the we go into schools and we provide grief groups there. So uh-huh. six weeks, we'll meet with kids because oftentimes school personnel don't know how to talk to kids about grief and loss. And we know that kids are really badly impacted when they've had a significant death in their family. And it increases, you can have increased depression and anxiety, and it's just really hard for kids to manage after someone important has died. And so we will run groups in schools, but we'll also help teachers and staff understand what it is for kids to be living without someone who's important. And that it doesn't just go away after three months. Their lives are significantly different, and they're different kids than they were before the loss. And so we really try to help them understand kids need different things once they're missing someone. And it's, it's interesting you said about how, you know, counselors and teachers don't really deal with this kind of thing. And it's interesting because you would have thought that somewhere along the line, somebody else would have had an experience, especially when I went through with my girls and, and my, my, my wife passing away from cancer. You would think that there would be uh, some sort of knowledge or some sort of, oh, wait, this is we have the tools necessary for this. They don't. They don't. It's not. It's something that people, even though it happens so often, it's not something that people really address and think about. No, and it's really hard for most people to be able to talk about what it means to be missing someone and having that person gone all the time. Sometimes for kids, it's the person who helped them with their math homework or it's the person who helped them get organized and get out the door. And so that person is constantly missing and the kid has to learn to process it, but teachers don't know how to work with that. And it's easier for them sometimes to like pretend it didn't happen. And so we really help teachers figure out how to talk about it with kids, how Mm -hmm. to be available, how to make accommodations. 
Again, the uh, the Rick's Place Golf Classic is September 17th. If you want to find out more information, ricksplacema.org is the website. Uh, Bill Scatolini and uh, Therese Ross, it's great to have you here. And best of luck on the uh, the 17th. Thanks yeah. so much. Thanks. We love Thank you very much for having us. We really do appreciate it. Anytime. Yeah, absolutely. It's 856 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102.